Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. Uh, together uh, with Mohal Joshi, uh, this is Adit Kapadia. I introduced Mohal first because he's our returning champion. So he gets to go <laughs> first. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another week of insane news, political news from all across the world, India, America. More so, America was in the news politically about a huge development that's happening. And uh, news from the world of sport, where the ICC World T20 is going on. And uh, a lot of angry uh, fans, including Mohan and I, um, are uh, especially from India, are very uh, disappointed with Team India's performance, although they have bounced back in the last two games. And um, depending on when you see it, when we are recording, it's... Um, it- it's the 6th of November, uh, <laughs> quite late in the night here, 6th of November morning in India. So I'm just giving this context. So, two days later, people you gave old news. So there's that. Um, but let's, first, let's, I would let me like give to wish what everybody gonna... like a happy Diwali and happy New Year. And... Yes, yes. Uh, as as Gujaratis, we all call it Sal Mubarak, Nutan Varsha, Happy yeah. New Year. Ab jaise, mm-hmm. ab, ab you know, celebrate as much. I was like, if I'm talking about a Gujarati, you know, I have to talk in Gujarati. And <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, and happy, happy, happy Diwali to everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, may may you all or everyone up to Diwali chali gai, but. Uh, I hope everyone has had a lot of uh, mithais, sweets, crackers, wherever they are, you know, and have, has had a lot of fun. But uh, we are here to break down the political news, the news that happened this week and trying to make the most of uh, everything. So without further ado, Mohan, uh, we talk a little bit about the Virginia, New Jersey elections, the World T20 and stuff. Um, but initial reactions before we get into the hard politics of stuff and the cricket bit, we'll talk about Rahul Dravid at the very end. I want to just talk a little bit about the World T20 and what the heck happened to Team India in front in against Pakistan and New Zealand. I mean, the team looked like out of sorts. Uh, I don't know if they were like a bit scared. I mean, even the approach in the first few overs, especially against New Zealand, was uh, mind-boggling. That they didn't even look to attack. I mean, I think between the fifth and the sixteenth over against New Zealand, they didn't even score a single boundary, which is like uh, insane when you think about like uh, 2020 cricket. Yeah. It was it was almost like an abject surrender, right? It seemed like a surrender, like, uh, and I, I mean, I, I don't want to say be too harsh, but like it, it was like the effort was, you know, harna koi puri baat nahi hai. Losses happen, but it's like the effort was missing. The, the team selection was all botched up. A lot of us, well, but the team selection yeah, has been botched up like uh, since like I mean, with Kohli, you know, it's always going to be some strange selection out of left field with him and Shastri there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With Shastri and uh, both Shastri and Kohli are no longer going to be there in the T20 team. Shastri mm-hmm. certainly won't be there, and Dravid will be the coach. Thank heavens for that. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, the, the 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 most perplexing thing was Kohli just doesn't seem to notice that Ashwin is in the team till the Afghanistan game. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I mean, last six months he's just not been playing him uh, yeah. after we've uh, moved out of India. And he's been doing stupendously well in the IPL. He did well last year. And ultimately, against Pakistan, you pay play your big match players. You don't play. You don't. You know, I, I, I'll just give this example of what is the, uh, you know, uh, thinking. Like, mm-hmm. in 2003 World Cup, 
Anil Kumble and Harbhajan Singh were both there, right? Anil Kumble had, uh, both of them had played the first two games and then Ganguly changed in his mind, thought that we need three fast bowlers and then uh, they'll all play. And uh, Harbhajan was played. It was, you know, good. So, so I mean, he was he was in his prime at that time. Kumble wasn't, Kumble hadn't developed the deliveries he did later in test matches mm-hmm. at the end of mm-hmm. 2003 when he became absolutely lethal. But against Pakistan, Har- Anil Kumble was picked in 2003 World Cup. So if he did not, he played the first two matches, then he did not play. It was a big mistake dropping him for the final because the wicket turned square. Sehwag and Tendulkar bowled more overs and we had one of the world's best spinners on the sideline. But, you know, that that being said, um, you play big, uh, you know, you pick your big match players. I'm not saying Harbhajan isn't, but I'm saying Ashwin, you, with the experience of playing against Pakistan, you know, I, I think him and Varun Chakravarti both should have picked. But Mr. Kohli Lloyd, who thinks that he can have a fast bowling attack, even on the slow wickets of Dubai, I mean, I don't know what you can say. About I it. wonder if they were worried about the due factor about not playing uh, more spinners. But then what if like the, the the way the wicket was turning, right? Like uh, the, the due factor, we all saw how badly Shami could not grip the ball in the last over, like in the last three overs. I mean, I don't know what was going on. I mean, on. even picking Ashwin, like, I mean, it became pretty bad. I mean, it's not like they, we don't like Kohli and we're trying to bash Kohli here. But even I saw a few days before the uh, Afghanistan game, even Dilip Vengsakar made a comment that why is a world-class player like Ashwin not being selected? It's like even yes. the cricketing experts are baffled as to why, I mean, that's what, I think we could have won so many matches under Kohli's captaincy if he had a different selection. It's like, uh, even though he's like highly successful, but I think a lot of matches are being lost because of uh, inconsistency. The, the talent that Team India had, it had the it had the potential to be Steve, what Steve was Steve on. Potential, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, but, uh, you know, you need a Steve War. You need someone who can drop their favorite players and pick uh, people they don't get along with or allegedly don't get along with. I don't want to attribute motives. But then the, there was another thing we noticed after the Pakistan game. Uh, people, based on five Instagram comments on Mohammad Shami, reprehensible, terrible comments. None of them, five, ten, jitne bhi there should not have been made. You should not be targeting Mohammad Shami. He is a champion bowler. He is, you know, he gave it his all. Kabi kabi ho jata hai. But the thing is, you can criticize him for his performance, right? And then, uh, you know, you had the Barakadats of this world and all of them make it such a Rana Ayubes and make it such a big issue, right? And the biggest problem was, right, that folks like Rana Ayub started hanging on this, like they couldn't point out 10 tweets like these, right? And then what has happened is all these journalists who probably haven't even seen, like I'm not saying Barakha hasn't, but I'm saying many journalists who have suddenly become cricket experts and Virat in, in Virat Kohli defense, you know, members of Virat Kohli defense league, leagues haven't seen five matches in the past year, but suddenly want to talk about when we criticize Kohli for his bad performance, they're like, oh, you are criticizing because he made this statement in support of Shamir, you know, took a knee. No, no. We when we talk, we don't have the problems you guys have. We don't want to be activists when we talk sport. We have we, when we talk sport, we talk sport. So I don't understand. Mohan, can you talk a little bit about this? Yeah, I mean, uh, initially, like the comments which were like terrible, uh, and nobody should be making such comments for sure. But later on, I think a few news organizations dig a d- dug deep on like where they came from, and they seem to have originated from our neighboring Western neighbor unfortunately yeah. so it was like to create some kind of communal tension between the players and uh, 
I mean, second, obviously, as you said, some of the uh, journalists like who are uh, always looking for that angle that okay, they are being discriminated against uh, because of religion and stuff. Uh, they picked it up, saying, "Oh, this was a widespread issue," but I think everybody knew that it wasn't as widespread as we to believe to be. You know, I mean, they, they that's what they've been doing. Like, you know, they pick up a random strain and then you portray, "Oh, this is prevalent across uh, the breadth of India." Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's it and it's it's pathetic, right? Like you then then you run the risk of like not criticizing. And personally, I feel Shami is a far 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 better Test bowler than a T Twenty bowler. Uh, I think he's, he's a great One Day bowler. T Twenty is just 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 what happens to pat cummins right like he he sometimes when it swings and seems he's brilliant because they bowl the coin like you know ball ball like at one spot they can land the same ball there for like 23 times right but but in t20 you need the guy or the pace of bumrah and shami just right now doesn't have the pace so it, it, it's it's a tough question um even if india makes it though to the world t20 final it is t20 semi finals it could be to a slope of good luck and stuff. And one almost feels like um, we should have beaten New Zealand or Pakistan, right? Because um, the, the team, but then this is a very new aggressive team, India, the one we wanted to see that we saw in the last two games. So kya pata, the, the, the shellacking, the public shellacking that they got might have just done them some good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what was going on like in the first two games. They just didn't look, there's, they look totally out of sorts. I don't know if it was the fatigue from the the repeated covid bu- bubbles i mean right. biosecurity bubbles i mean they've been in like what out of the last 12 months practically no, 9 but, months but, in but, bubbles but my friend I, I, so yeah i agree but then uh, i don't think there was any excuse to have a ipl bubble this long before the t20 they could have easily slotted two ipl games a day and finish the ipl in yeah months. sure yeah like yeah i mean that's where the this, money factor like uh, i mean bcci is just running after money yeah. they don't care about so even this, this idiotic thing yeah, I mean, no, I mean, even Kohli, sorry, like to interrupt you, but like, even Kohli said that this cannot be sustained over. I mean, the amount of international cricket that is played nowadays, there yeah. has to be breaks and or you have to rotate players. I mean, either you get rid of biosecurity bubbles or you get rid of the that many games in the in the COVID yeah. times. We are starting the New Zealand T20 and try one day series three or four days after the T20 yeah. and say if India and New Zealand makes it to the final, right? So are they just supposed to? And, and, and I find this ridiculous, you know, saying that people who are saying that um, an athlete's body has to recover. You, you can't just, but I do support that the IPL is too long. Like, was too long this time. I agree. And now they're adding two more teams. So it's going to become even longer. No, that's fine. They just need to have more double headers. I, I, I find this in the world, double headers. Only in IPL, we have this bizarre thing where, um, uh, you know, there is only one match a day. And everyone, and then most, like, not all matches are going to be competitive, right? So why should people be watching 88 all out plays 89 in? 14 overs right that's just just boring to watch so i i i mean i i think um uh, they have to they have to they have to really uh up their sort I of mean, game see it's that. all about it's all about the revenue i mean they start at what like the 8 p.m india time to maximize revenue it's all about the money making factor i mean why do you have strategic timeouts in IPL and not in any other 2020. It's all about the money factor, like to maximize. I mean, even the due factor, right? I mean, IPL, you could easily start the match. If you have a single header, you could easily start the match an hour or two early and finish the match before due hits you. But like, hmm. they just care about the money. I mean, BCC, they don't like care about like whether the, the tournament is too long and stuff because they rule the 
the cricket world, you know. No, I see. I understand. No, no, I understand that. I don't blame them completely because that is the worldwide sports, right? In NFL, we also know it starts at twelve o'clock on Sunday, right? Now mm-hmm. they have added this London game to uh, thing, but they'll never start the game uh, until it's prime time in America, or or at least mm-hmm. most of the target audience can see when when they see. Mm-hmm. The, so I I think that is fine. But but NFL does not have one game a day. Like they can yeah. have one game a day if they want. Like they can have one on Sunday, yeah. one on Monday, and so forth. <laughs> uh, but but it's not. It's no fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to create city-based loyalty, and you have to you have to basically ultimately then people are going to get bored because you yeah. if you expect that the one person is going to watch seventy games every single day, they don't. Uh, I mean, yeah, sorry, yeah. every single season they don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when when you change it, and then you you can have national broadcast. So your marquee clashes, right? Where you have rivalry, you have one national broadcast, you have many simultaneous broadcasts. So, like when if if there are two teams that are doing number seven and number eight, right, and they are playing absolutely awful cricket, I I I don't see why there can't be a double header. At the mm-hmm. same time, and last time, yeah. you know, I think the last last IPL, uh, they don't even need a simultaneous yeah. double header. They can have one game at three and one game at seven, like they do on the weekends, you know. Yeah, so I mean, it's just it's just crazy. But speaking about crazy, and we'll come back to cricket in the end. We have to go back, <laughs> go to US politics yeah. because the most fascinating thing happened, and I'm not going to explain this. Uh, I mean, I'm going to let Mohal lead with this, and then I'll jump in. So, Mohal, can you explain our uh, viewers, listeners, what happened in America? Yeah, so like this past November, I mean not past November, this past Tuesday, we had the governor elections in two states, in New Jersey and Virginia, and a few other uh, miscellaneous races here and there. So uh, I mean this is not a midterm year. Obviously, we had the presidential election last year. So in uh, Virginia, like uh, which is a D plus ten state, what, what I mean is that Biden won the state by handily mm. by ten points, which is like a solidly blue state. I think the last on the presidential level, the last Republican to win it was probably, uh, I guess George Bush. I guess if I am not wrong, or uh, or maybe, maybe uh, yeah, George Bush. I, I guess the junior. I mean, and uh, it's been like trending blue. So it it flipped to the Republican, which was kind of a big shock for many Democrats. I mean, many of us who were tracking the election, we could see that there could be a, a major upset. So the uh, and even demo, I mean New Jersey, like I mean, which of all places I know, like Chris Christie did win as a Republican governor, but that also with a plus nine uh, state, like uh, I mean, the Democrat did win Phil Murphy, but it was a major shock that uh, it was a huge swing against the Democrats in the off election year. So, so, so here is here is New Jersey. I want everyone to pay attention, right? The difference in the end was close to about uh, less two than I think seventy thousand votes between them. Okay, okay, yeah, two and a half percent around. Yeah, two and a half percent. Yeah, and that is nothing because this is a state that Biden won, won by sixteen percentage points. Now, one could say that mm, the turnout was significantly lower than. Mm-hmm. What um, uh, what what it was, but then let's look at 2017 when he won with 56 percent of the vote. So his vote went down by six percent. Um, uh, uh, Jack Jack Chitrelli yeah. gave uh, mm-hmm. the him the fright of his life. And then mm-hmm. look at these counties, right? Now they've all turned deep red. They were light red. And I want I want you guys to see this. What happened in 2017? Look at 2017. And then also I might add that uh, uh, Phil Murphy. So Phil, the 
votes got by Jack Chitterelli, the Republican candidate in 2021, when he lost, was still more than the amount of votes that Phil Murphy himself got in a election yeah. four years ago. Exactly, and, and and look at look at all these districts, right? They are they are all parts of blue. There are deep blue colors here, and light red and stuff. And then you go, you certainly go, and boom, there we go. And mm -hmm. it, this really means that the suburban vote is coming back to the Democrats. And I mean, Republicans. Oh, sorry, to the Republicans. It's going away from the, the Democrats. Mm -hmm. But Virginia is a bigger and a more stunning story than even New Jersey, mm -hmm. because you have. Um, you have uh, uh, Virginia Beach, uh, where and fa where Fairfax, where Youngkin actually got like 10, 15 or something votes. And then you had uh, Virginia Beach, where actually he flipped the scales. So let's yeah. look at the twenty twenty presidential election because this is this is this is how much. Look at look at the swings. This is yeah, so all that, of them swing Republican. Just for the viewers, we want to tell them that the arrows represent the swing from the 2020 uh, election, presidential election. So the, the, the larger the arrow size means a larger the swing. Yeah, and look at the vote share, right? So here is here here is where these were all blue. And not mm -hmm. only has he made a few light blue, a few he's made light red. And these are pretty big counties, you know, 150,000. See, the, the interesting... Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. And I was just saying that in the suburbs, the suburbs of D.C., Fairfax County, mm -hmm. suburbs of there, he's, he's picked all of them up. And then all these are... This is all Trump country. And not only has he picked them up, he's actually ran up the board. He's gotten more votes than Trump did in some districts. Yeah, percentage so that was... Yeah, so I think that was one of the things... Uh, I believe like we did a podcast like in January after mm -hmm. the 2020 election. So the, the whole thing was that could, I mean, we all thought that Trump had maxed out his returns in the rural areas, but interestingly in Southwest Virginia, which you showed, he ran up even numbers higher than Trump. So there is more votes to be gotten, which is kind of shocking if you think about it, because I mean, they're already running at 70 or 80% of all the votes. Yeah, yeah. So he, he is harvesting more votes out of there. Yeah. And the, as I said, even back like, what is it like now 11 months ago when we last talked that mm. uh the the suburbs is where the game is i mean the the the, the yeah. towns are all solidly blue the rural areas are solidly red so suburbs is where the game is and i mean back in 2020 i mean i said like you know people look at the overall election and they look at okay trump lost so okay so that is good news for dems but then i had warned even back then that the suburbs is not a solidly blue lot. Watch out, this could easily revert back uh, based on a lot of social issues. And, and also one more and, thing. And, uh -huh. Go ahead, go ahead, go no, ahead. And, and then uh, one more thing was that the uh, people just looked at the top result, right? You didn't look that in a year that Trump lost, the Republicans hmm. gained 12 seats in the House, which is like shocking. Yeah, so, so I, like... I, I'm, I'm coming to that. I'm coming to the mm -hmm. delegates. So basically, mm -hmm. you had Winsome Sears also winning. She's the first mm -hmm. African-American lieutenant, lieutenant governor of Virginia. And then Jason Meares. So not only they had a Latino, African-American and, you know, Glenn Youngkin. So they mm -hmm. had a coalition that was there. The House of Delegates, Republicans have a majority there, you know, 50-47. Mm -hmm. And, and then not only was this a Republican sweep there, New Jersey, they made gains. In uh, in New York, Eric Adams won, but Eric Adams used to be an ex-Republican. Not a lot of far-left uh, people 
mm-hmm. like him in the democratic party we had minneapolis where the defund the police the whole uh, thing was uh, uh, you know it failed. Uh, basically put uh, put failed and then then you had uh, uh, then you had the issues that were happening in um, in seattle where a republican won in seattle yeah i mean see so, like uh, this is the most yeah, for seattle city attorney now granted she used to be a democrat she but the thing is she was a moderate democrat she was not a far left democrat like what seattle politics had become or yeah. washington state politics had and for her to win in in seattle was a big deal yeah i think i mean as i said i had written on mind makers back in december and also said on your podcast mm-hmm. that the like the progressives like want a certain kind of agenda but i don't think the rest of the us is ready for it it's alienating a lot of these suburban voters and many mm. people are underestimating like the impact of them i mean let's say just let's take the four corners of us like in seattle you had a republican winning granted she was a former moderate democrat so then you go to the south in virginia you had a republican winning which is kind of uh, significant which is like a plus 5 i mean even in the gubernatorial uh, races it was like a plus 5 plus 9 state mm. then in the northeast you had buffalo where uh, during the democratic primary the a socialist uh, an open socialist like she won the primary so the incumbent democrat moderate mayor ran as a right in campaign and defeated the socialist and uh, you have in the midwest minnesota where they fund mm. the police campaign so like in four different corners of the country like you see the progressive agenda is not working out well i mean even though after the virginia loss uh, aoc claimed that oh uh, terry mcauliffe lost because uh, he wasn't progressive enough i mean he was too moderate that's why he lost the campaign which is kind of crazy in my opinion like there were many other reasons but that wasn't the reason why they lost you know Mm-hmm. no absolutely and no i think there is a message right right that if the republicans actually might run sensible conservatives or moderates on their ticket there is they can actually break the democrat coalition and the democrats have so many issues within the fishers like india walton or some, i forget her name the buffalo candidate yeah, who lost india the buffalo mayor yeah. candidate who lost and um she uh, uh i forget who won um uh, the the current mayor i, I forget his name yeah the incumbent won yeah the incumbent won and uh, it, it, i mean it was it, it's it's quite stunning if you think about it um of what they managed to do but but that's that's the message i guess from um uh, from from us that maybe a little bit of moderation in the democratic party is required joe biden by no means is a far left candidate so um i, I mean i don't know um, i mean uh, i mean the, what he'll do i think his bill passed tonight mm-hmm. yeah I mean uh, one more thing before we look so, at the topic I just don't know what he, yeah go ahead you go ahead yeah no i mean mm-hmm. like one of the things like uh, like i mean we saw i mean even as i said when like in 2020 like 11th of go sorry i'm just keep repeating myself that trump lost because the 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 moderates like the the college educated suburban Repo, uh, republicans they said okay trump is too toxic of a brand and we don't want him but it doesn't mean that what the trumpism is gone i kept saying to friends that trump is gone but doesn't mean that trumpism trumpism is gone like you know there are a lot of issues that progressives want to push but uh, i don't think many in the country wanted i mean so this clearly shows a rebuke of the uh, progressive agenda where uh, i mean and then like what yunkin did to his credit was i mean 
Terry McAuliffe ran a terrible campaign, but Youngkin, to his credit, like he didn't want Trump anywhere in Virginia because he knew that it would alienate all the possible voters he was trying to court, like you know the Republicans Absolutely. going back. Absolutely. So he he didn't even want Trump there, but he wanted Trump's endorsement. So that is going to be the challenge that in many of these swing states, how could candidates like not fully embrace Trump? Maybe if it's in the deep Republican red uh, red areas, and they might need to Trump, but like here how to keep Trump at a distance, but also get his endorsement so that you get the best of both worlds. You don't alienate anybody and you get all the uh, Trump voters on your side. Yeah, I, I personally think, I personally feel I, that I don't think it's going to be very easy for Trump to become president again. But uh, who yeah. knows, you know. But, but he has an outsized... No, yeah, but he has an outsized influence. So like in the swing states, I mean... Uh, like a candidate, like so, Yankin has shown a template now to Republicans of how to run. I mean, so that's the thing. Like, how much Trump will meddle in affairs, nobody knows. But uh, in mm. many of these swing states, I mean, and I mean, we all know that Biden's one of the thing which contributed to defeat was Biden's uh, popularity. I mean, I think it's his popularity at this stage is like lower than than anybody else except Trump. So, I mean, the Afghanistan war, the inflation, supply chain issues. Uh, the bills not passing and the Afghanistan mm. debacle. I think everything has contributed to like less than 40%. Even among independents, I mean, the rating is like uh, 30, 40%. So I think all the independent voters have shifted to the Republicans because they're not happy with the current state of and plus the Delta wave, right? So that also contributed True. to flattening him. Absolutely did. Absolutely did. But um, the, moving on from there to uh, uh, to the news that other news that dominated this week. So it's it's fascinating. It's bad news for the Democrats. They really need to get their act together. And people might not be as supportive or defund the police as the far left wing of the uh, party might think. Ultimately, I think the squad is getting more and more alienated, except for a few pockets of. Um, urban influence. And I think uh, the Democratic Party also needs to take a call that New York and California, which give it the most seats, right, most seats in the, uh, you know, in the in the House, in overall, in the presidential elections, are you going to let them sort of uh, take call the shots and stuff? So that's some very interesting uh, times ahead. But from there to our last 10 minutes, yeah, I mean, but go I back mean, to cricket. Uh, which people are going like, to be like, hey, one last but point I wanted to do. <laughs> Rahul Dravid is now the coach of the Indian team. Ah, no, 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 mm -hmm. finish your point and then we'll go to. No, so last ah, point, yeah, I think uh, this uh, this almost now guarantees that uh, yeah, no, the ahead. Republicans yeah. are going to retake the house. You know, I think this, I think the this Virginia could be like a canary in the coal mine where he might have lost, but I think he is showing enough of warning signs to Democrats that if they don't get their act together, I think at this point the house is gone. I mean, Senate is still up for could be could be gone, but uh, I think uh, the last second half of Biden presidency could be lame duck if the Republicans take the over the house, you know. Which I think is like a short shot at this point now with all the redistricting and uh, uh, like the losses in Virginia, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Like, wanted to go back to Raul Dravid, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you're like Vapis Rahul Dravid pe chale jao. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so what are your first thoughts about Dravid being the coach? I think he's an excellent pick. I mean, 
uh, with the under 19 and the A team, I mean, what we saw in Australia and even with the England series, we saw a lot of injured players being replaced seamlessly. The new players were plugged in without any effort and they performed brilliantly. And, it, and you could never make out like uh, Siraj was on debut in Australia uh, or like, you know, a few other players who were performing very well. So I think the coaching and the guidance he has uh, given to this player, I think is going to be fruitful. Now, I worry a little bit about the pipeline of new cricketers, whether they're going to be coached to the same standards. If I don't mm. know if Dravid is not there, who is there? I mean, the million dollar question is can he gel with Kohli? I mean, we all know that after the 2017 Champions Trophy, he and Kumble had their differences, and Kumble, who was a good coach, had to leave. So, It'll be interesting to see, like, uh, can they join I, together or... And, and 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 probably the closest friend of Rahul Dravid uh, uh, we're talking about. Like, Anil Kumble and Rahul Dravid were very close. So, are still close. Um, and it left a bitter taste in many uh, cricketers, you know, mouths, ex-cricketers' mouths. Because, uh, you know, Kumble was respected. He did very well as the coach. And a lot of things that you've changed, uh, you've seen changed Kumble happen. And most importantly, Kumble had a veto over Kohli. Like he had a question, like yeah. I agreed the captain should take the calls. But when the captain is taking dumb calls, you shouldn't just be rolling over. Yeah. You should be actually questioning him. That's why like Shastri is alleged to be a so, yes man, uh, right? Especially in test matches. Sorry, I'm saying like Shastri is alleged to be a yeah, yes man. So, like that's a problem. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, hopefully. No, so I mean, I, I really don't know what is the way forward, but I just hope that Indian cricket ultimately presses a hard reboot about, you know, button. Maybe there are some bold moves. And who knows, when we go to South Africa or when New Zealand comes touring, we might see some nice surprises under Dravid. So... But I mean, Here's do you like Kohli should, <laughs> Kohli should give up the white ball captaincy completely? I actually think he should give up all forms of captaincy. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal batsman. But like mm -hmm. Sachin, he's just not been able to... And, and his level of like thing in the field is completely different. Sachin's thing was he would go into shells and he's himself written about it. Like, you know, when as a batsman and that suffered, that made his problem. And, and you can see the lack of fluency in Virat Kohli, the way he's playing his shots. I mean, it, it looks like a very laborious innings whenever he comes in place. You know, those that, that fluent drive where he just looked like you just went like, wow. Is, is completely missing. And and for all the people who say, oh, did Sachin come back with that? Yes, he did. He actually scored, got a double 100 at 38 yeah. or 37. I forget when. But 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 that, that's my thing. Like There was a complete and completely new reinvented Sachin Tendulkar after captaincy, I think, which was even far better than his previous yeah. uh, exploits. So, I mean, in, in the white ball cricket, I mean, yeah, the reason I asked is like red ball, I mean, there's no obvious... Candid, I mean, obviously we have Rahane, but he hasn't been in form. No, I think Rohit Sharma. But do you think Rohit would be an automatic? I mean, he has been doing very good as the opener in the last two days. I mean, I I abused him a lot uh, for playing Test match cricket like before. But yeah, I think yeah. one one underestimated aspect, if you think after Lakshman Dravid, everybody retired. Our slip catching was not up, but Rohit is an excellent slip catcher. So I think I have rediscovered a new facet of Rohit's. Uh, Test match playing excellent like he's an excellent slip slip catcher. So which is uh, he adds to it, and obviously his stroke play is cut down on his strokes, and still he gets mm -hmm. some of this. Why did he play that short dismissal? But I think he has much improved test match batsman. But I don't know about the test match captaincy. Maybe Ashwin no, or somebody else can or Rahane can take it. 
वो तो वो तो देखो दैट यू गेट दैट विथ सम दैट सॉर्ट ऑफ प्लेयर वी वुड गेट दैट विथ सहवाग ऑन वीकली बेसिस आई स्टिल डोंट नो वेन ही वॉज बैशिंग ऑस्ट्रेलियंस टू ऑल पार्ट ऑफ द ग्राउंड इन एम सी जी एट वन नाइनटी फाइव ही हिट्स अ फुल टॉस टू लॉन्ग ऑन लाइक वेन देर फोर फील्डर्स ऑन द बाउंड्री इन द बिगेस्ट ग्राउंड इन द वर्ल्ड एंड I mean, we, we, India was like 300 for two or something, and then we were all yeah. like 250 for the end. And we, we lost the test for, match. Yeah, we were all out for 380, like in the yeah. end, because Sehwag just was playing on another level. Yeah. And he, but but that's how he got to 195. Yeah. Right. No, he but got to. But do you think? Uh, I think like uh, in the white ball. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, Kohli has to should give up the ODI captaincy for India's sake. I mean. I mean, even in like, let's say, even if India don't make out of the semi-final stage, like the next, we have another World Cup in. I was, I was saying, telling friends, like, don't be disappointed. We have another 2020 World Cup in 11 and a half months. <laughs> no, but there is a 50-over one in about 24 months, and I, I honestly don't see the, the Virat Kohli uh, leading India in that one. So I, I'm hoping he doesn't because but, he he has a lot more to offer as mm-hmm. a player, fielder, and dare I say, a performer on the field. <laughs> But maybe in like twelve months World Cup. I mean, I don't know if Kohli and Rohit both might be there. I think we should just go with the younger team. Is what I feel that just like we did in two thousand seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two thousand seven is a very deadly, uh, deadly year uh, year example to give. So we'll see how it works. It's it's, it's fascinating times ahead. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, Mohan, in conclusion, uh, what do you, any any closing comments you have before we go to recommendations? Uh, no, I mean uh, we all hope that uh, I mean there will be uh, I think one point four million plus people uh, before we go to recommendations. Yeah, I'm saying like we'll be having one point four billion people praying for an Afghanistan victory on Monday. Ah, mm. oh, sorry, on Sunday, sorry. And then uh, we can. Uh, I think our net run rate is better than. Uh, so I, we don't need to worry about. Uh, Net run anymore? Just the way we bashed Scotland today. So I guess if we beat Namibia and Afghanistan does its job, I guess uh, I think 1.4 billion people will be cheering for Afghanistan on uh, on Sunday. I think actually two billion people. Uh, many Pakistanis want to see an India-Pakistan final. Repeat <laughs> 2007. Yeah, uh, but see, in 2017, Ulta was right. We won uh, against in the group stage. So I mean, I no no. I I, I I I carefully said 2007 World T20. I did not refer oh, to okay, 2017. Okay. So uh, <laughs> no, no, but, but let's see. Ulta was that that is be, true. Uh, you you don't want I, to be India. Ultimately, right now the two best teams, the two best teams in this tournament have been Pakistan and England. I mean, by yeah, a yeah. distance. But mm-hmm. beware of a resurgent South Africa and beware of a resurgent Australia. Yeah, because uh, they don't go into many tournaments not being favorites. But guess what? They are just clicking all their bases at the right time. They've even figured out a way they can play Quinton de Kock and for Australia David Warner. So let's see how how that works. Um, before before we go, uh, Mohan, any recommendations for our listeners? Mm, why did you go first? I have to like think of something. I mean, Ajay, I'll go first then. A couple of recommendations, I guess I have, uh, folks. I, uh, I I recently started, you know, uh, I I watched actually Bill Maher's editorials this season. I, I don't agree mm. with every one of them, but some of them have been outstanding, like because they have provoked questions, right? And I the re, for me, any outstanding piece of journalism is not 
something that comes to conclusions. I have disagreed with Mar more than I've agreed with him, but it's always interesting to listen to him and, you know, point, okay, this is correct, this is wrong, this is where I agree and stuff. So watch those. They're all on YouTube. Um, my second my second, second recommendation, uh, uh, so to speak, is a, uh, is a show that I'm about to, um, I mean, I, I'm in process of watching. It's called The Lost Symbol. It's by Dan Brown. Uh, it, it, there is a show. Oh, the okay. show, I mean, tries to do a little bit of justice to the book. But the reason I'm recommending is if you guys are fans of Dan Brown, uh, this would be a very interesting thing what they've done. And um, uh, and maybe this is the way forward for Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons because I, I just did not like what they did with the movies. They were very average movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Hanks was playing Tom Hanks and Robert Langdon and uh, they need to find, uh, maybe the guy who played them on TV was a good idea and stuff because they can pack all the material that he's talking about, right? You can't make a movie 400 minutes long, but you can make 10 episodes of 40 minutes each, which is what the series is and which is what Da Vinci Code and Insulin and Demons can be. So maybe that's, so those are my recommendations. Um, Mohan, you? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched anything new in a long time, so I, my recommendations will be slightly old. So I watched like Shersha like a, a couple of months ago, which was like an excellent movie on uh, Captain Vikram yeah. Batra. And uh, the other was like Ted Lasso. I don't know if many people have watched, like it's a cross. Uh, I think it's like it combines a good part of the American oh, humor and oh the English God. humor. Yeah, so one of the best shows, Ted Lasso and Hacks, two of my favorite shows. This, yeah, that and Mayor of Easton this this year, and three of them have won all the awards in the mm -hmm. categories. Uh, no, absolutely, I agree. Um, Ted Lasso is, I mean, every episode you watch, it leaves you with a smile. I, yeah. I don't know how they yeah. managed to do that, it's just mm -hmm. brilliant. And I mean, Jason um, Sudek has just done an excellent job. Yeah, no, all the characters look like perfectly watched. casted. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't imagine anyone else playing the part. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, but that's it. That's it from us, folks. Uh, this has been uh, always fun to have Mohal on. Uh, I know the connection was a little patchy, so you might have a sporadic uh, I apologize for that. It's uh, it's just been a strange day with the internet at uh, you know from the place where I'm recording. But uh, we still have to bring our weekly podcast to you guys. Mm -hmm. So we managed to do it. We'll be back with more. Uh, Democrats might uh, pull a couple other fast ones. Uh, <laughs> but this is a very interesting year. Uh, America if you think India is in perpetual election mode, come to US. US is okay. like, from like local parish councillors to like a president, everyone is fighting elections continuously. <laughs> so I remember this one dialogue uh, uh, um, that Leo McGarry says in the West Wing that if you want to govern uh, and you think you have four years, no, in two years there's a midterm. And if you lose majority, you can't do anything. You'll be in lame duck board. So you have got 18 months. 18 months, one and a half year, because then you're campaigning for the victims in the next <laughs> six months. So that is why you have transition. So it's 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 fascinating, right? And it, it, it every new facet of American politics takes me back to the West Wing, right? Because Aaron Sorkin, actually, Aaron Sorkin is not a whole, he's been a Democrat, he's been a liberal, but he the far left hates him because Aaron Sorkin is a bit of a centrist. So, uh, or, or the moderate Democrat, like what they call them. So, um, so much of his writing to West Wing, which all of us relate to a lot, um, many in the far left actually don't agree with. So it's 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 quite fascinating. But go watch the West Wing if you want to really know because 
seems like 20 years down the line, US is still fighting about the same issues. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and for all our Indian fans, he's written this, there was this whole episode where the president and Sam were debating over a chess set gifted him to him by the prime minister of India on who should be the allies, India or China. And uh, Sam says, India, they have democracy. And then a couple of other things, uh, they are a developing country. And then he said, they have a better sense of humor. <laughs> so Sorkin, uh, Sorkin wrote this line about us. Let's not let him down, guys. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, but 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 do watch them all. But thank you, Mohan, for joining. It was truly yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, We'll be back next week, guys, with more. Till then, uh, keep listening, keep tweeting at us, liking our streams and let us know what we can do more. Um, Talk to you guys soon and maybe we'll have an interaction with our uh, audience in one of our upcoming podcasts. Thank you. And it's a wrap. He still says live. And it was not a wrap. This is interesting. The broadcast did not end.